Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the first OTA session where media was allowed to be in attendance. I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center on Thursday, was excited to be out there, but Raider Nation, I was not alone. There was plenty of media members out there. We'll tell you all about that. We'll let you hear from head coach Josh McDaniels, Max Crosby, and a little bit more also coming up on the show. Plus, your calls and texts will close things out on this Friday, May 27th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find Locked On Raiders Podcast free and available on all platforms. And man, I'll tell you, looking back on Thursday, what a fun day being out at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. That was the third OTA of the week, but the very first OTA session where the media was allowed to be there. And I'll tell you right now, there was a ton of media members there. I got there probably, let's see, practice opened up for the media about 10 15 Pacific Standard Time. I rolled in about 10. That's about right. You roll into the media room. You know, you say what's up to everybody. You put your backpack down or whatever you have with you. Put it down uh, at the desk, wherever you're going to sit. And I turned that corner and there was no room at the desk. There was no room to sit because so many media members were there. ESPN National was there. I think every single TV station had multiple people there from uh, here in Las Vegas. I mean, it was just action-packed. So many people, some folks that I had never seen before in, in person or at any of these media sessions were all there because they all wanted to know about Colin Kaepernick. And, of course, earlier in the week on Wednesday, uh, the news broke out that uh, he had come into the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, had a workout had a tryout, had a little interview with the team that lasted about five or six hours. He left the facility with no kind of uh, no kind of deal, but uh, the Raiders, of course, they did their due diligence. So that was the big hot topic. That's what everybody was there to find out about. Colin Kaepernick this, Colin Kaepernick that. Are the Raiders going to sign him? And I'll tell you right now, man, and we'll talk about it later on the show, but man, Raider Nation uh, for the most part, and, and honestly, you know what? I'll say this. It's, it's probably not. Uh, I, I react to what I see on Twitter a lot because that's what I see a lot. It's kind of the world that I live in, unfortunately, because of the job that I do. And so I see and I hear a lot of people talking very loud on Twitter, and it seems like it represents a ton of the fan base. I really don't think it represents as much as as it appears on Twitter. But there is plenty of people that I don't want to say coming after me because they weren't coming after me maliciously, but continued to pepper me with comments about Cap. I'm not going to be a Raider fan if they sign him, and I can't believe you support him, and this and that. And I said it on the show on Thursday. I'm not here to change your mind. If you do not like Colin Kaepernick, that is okay. I I hope that everyone hears me clearly. That is okay. If you choose to not like him as a person, as a football player, as whatever, whatever your reasons are, that is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to convince you to change your mind. Plenty of people have hit me with all the reasons why, and I continue to say I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. You don't have to convince me why you don't like him. I'm not, I'm not mad at you for not liking him. It's, it's your personal opinion. I'm fine with that. But, man, I'll tell you, it got a lot of folks up in arms. And so, of course, everyone was hitting us, wanting to know, hey, are you going to ask Josh McDaniels about Colin Kaepernick? And as I mentioned on Thursday's show, of course we are. 
Of course we are. That's our job. We're going to do that, and it'll be one of the first questions asked to him. And it was. He came in and gave an opening statement. You'll hear that later on in the show. But immediately after he stopped the opening statement, I thought it was going to be Vinny Bonsignor asked the question because he's always the first one to ask. But instead, it was Sam Gordon from the Review Journal. He was actually the first one to ask the question, and he did. And so I want you to hear what head coach Josh McDaniels had to say about Colin Kaepernick, why they brought him in for a visit, what he uh, thought that he could provide to the team, and then you'll hear a couple of follow-ups about Cap. And then that was all Josh McDaniels had to say. And I'll tell you right now, it wasn't a whole lot. But here's here's Josh McDaniels on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I I won't. I'm just by just a, a, a standard procedure. We're not. We won't only talk about the people that are on our team. I mean, Dave and his staff have worked out tons of guys. You know, this spring. Um, and and we really don't make comments about the evaluations that we made or, you know, what what they look like, what they didn't look like, strengths and weaknesses, those kind of things. They're kind of, um, you know, private, obviously, for us uh, as we look at things to try to make decisions to make the team better. And, um, you know, if players are added to the team, then obviously we'll talk about them at that point. But um, I respect the question 100%. I understand. But that's kind of what we'll, we'll, we'll stick to. Why did, why did you want to bring him in for a workout? We brought in, like I said, we brought in tons of people for workouts. And if there's an opportunity to improve the team, you know, um, you know, we said it from day one that we would look at every opportunity. And um, you know, he's not the first player that we looked at, not the not the last one. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come in and out of this building, and um, you know, have an opportunity to make an impression. And uh, like I said, the evaluations we make are, are kind of private for us. And, um, you know, if we make a decision to add somebody to the team, then then uh, then we'll do it. Josh, Derek is obviously your guy. You just you guys gave him the massive contract extension. Mm-hmm. But given the Kaepernick's popularity and all the attention that comes with this, do you, do you have to give Derek a heads up and say, hey, going to bring him in for a workout? Is there any conversation there? I mean, I think Derek's pretty comfortable with where he's at. I think he knows who he is for us. I know he knows how I feel about him, how we feel about him. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think that's really a big thing to Derek at this point. I think he knows this is his football team and, um, you know, and, and he's working like it on the field and he's leading the way that we want him to lead and he's doing all the right things. I couldn't ask more from, from Derek Carr and very pleased with what he's doing so far. So there you go. Josh McDaniels was very, as a matter of fact, when he talked about Colin Kaepernick, he's not going to talk about a guy who's not on the team. And I expected that to be the answer. I didn't expect him to come in and say, hey, we're going to sign him or no, we're not going to sign him. We didn't like what we saw. I didn't think that that's what he was going to do. I was really shocked to see that many media members there. But again, as many of you have pointed out, hey, it's going to be a huge topic. It's going to be a huge conversation. Uh, There's going to be a lot of media people that are going to talk about it. And as you heard, they did. They tried to. And Josh McDaniels really shut that that thing down. Next time we're out there sometime next week, I don't expect there to be questions about Colin Kaepernick unless he signs with the team or if he goes on to somewhere else. I found this note to be pretty interesting from Josina Anderson. She tweeted out, she said, source on the Kaepernick workout. I think the best thing for him is that someone pulled the trigger on a workout. He looked like a guy taking things more seriously. Lean, fit, still has a strong arm, but it's easier when it's choreographed. This was unscripted, not his drills. And at times you could tell. So we'd have to work his ass off to knock off the rust on the accuracy and the touch. Can he still play in the league? Yeah. But he's going to have to really earn it, in my opinion. Again, that was from Josina Anderson's Twitter account uh, talking about Colin Kaepernick and his workout. And that's another thing that I wanted to point out. Uh, a lot of times in the league, and I've talked to many people that have been covering the league a lot longer than I have, uh, especially John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, as you very well know if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, 
And a lot of times, teams will give a guy a workout, bring him in for a, a visit to get the interest of other teams, to get other teams to notice like, hey, well, this team is doing it, so maybe we'll bring this guy in. I'm not saying that that was the Raiders' reason of doing that, but going back to Josina's tweet, it kind of alludes to, hey, if that team uh, didn't mind bringing him in for a visit, it's not going to hurt if another team brings him in for a visit. And so he's getting an opportunity. And if he, if he earns it, like the tweet said, he's going to have to work his ass off. If he works his ass off and he earns an opportunity with the Raiders, so be it. If he earns an opportunity with another team, so be it. If you, know, you choose not to support the Raiders or any other team that may bring him in, again, that's your uh, opinion. But uh, I'm not a guy. I've mentioned it multiple times. I'm not going to talk about Cap on the show every single day because it's not intriguing to me like that. It really isn't. I mean, we're talking about a backup quarterback. I mean, I literally had guys hit me up and it's like, well, this was his ratings from the last four years. We're talking about a backup quarterback. We're not talking about a guy that I think is going to be a starter. We're talking about a guy who may come in and potentially be, like I said multiple times, in a Mariota package type situation. Nobody ever said, well, look at the, look at the ratings from Marcus Mariota the last four seasons that he played. I can't believe that the Raiders are paying him all that money. And then others talked about the money and said, well, look at all the money that the Raiders gave Mariota. I can't uh, imagine them doing the same thing for Kaepernick. Look, that was a different regime. They gave that much money to Mariota. I don't think, from what I know of this re- new regime, and it's and not that much because they don't let us know that much about them, they're not going to be willing to just go ahead and throw some money like that, like Marcus Mariota received, to a backup quarterback. I just don't see them being that way. So that is the latest and the greatest when it comes to cap. I don't think it's going to be anything anytime soon. I really don't. If uh, they decide to bring him in, I don't think you'll hear about it uh, this weekend or next week. I think that they'll bring him in at some later date if they do choose to do that. But I think they kicked the tires on him, checked it out, saw what they had to see, talked to him, heard what they had to hear, and now they've done their due diligence. And that's basically what Josh McDaniels alluded to, and I'm fine with that. And so for me, it's a done deal, case closed. Now, you'll hear from more from Josh McDaniels coming up in segment number two. You'll hear from Mad Max Crosby, also Denzel Perryman, and Colton Miller talked to the media on uh, Thursday following the OTAs. You won't hear from those two guys, but definitely Josh McDaniels and Mad Max Crosby are coming up in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I do want to remind you about the OTAs. Their next session will be June 1st through 3rd. That is going to be next week, and then mandatory minicamp will be June 7th through 9th, and then another OTA session June 13th and 14th. So sometime next week, we'll be back out there. I'm sure one day they'll allow us to be back out there again, and then probably one of those days at mandatory minicamp, and then one of those periods between June 13th and 14th. So it's not going to be a ton of uh, of coverage. You know, we're not going to be able to be there all the time. Plus, when we're out there viewing practice, it's very far away from where they are. It's not like it was before. We were pretty close to the action, and uh, the window to take pictures and videos is very, very small. I literally got one video taken uh, before they shut down the window on uh, on Thursday. So uh, there's going to be some things that have changed, but look, it doesn't matter. It's That's what their rules are. It's our job to adjust and, and still do everything we can to provide the coverage that we try to bring, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So you'll hear from the head man. You'll hear from Josh McDaniels. You'll hear from Mad Max Crosby all coming up in segment number two after I tell you about Athletic Greens. And I've been back from vacation for a couple days, and uh, I've mentioned multiple times that I forgot my Athletic Greens when I went to Hawaii with the wife. And, and let's just be honest about the situation. I don't know how, how disciplined I would have been while I was in Hawaii to make sure I took my Athletic Greens. You know I mean? When you're on vacation, you just kind of – get out of your normal routine. That's part of the point of being on vacation. But now that I'm back to my normal routine, I'm back to my athletic greens. You know, if I want to have better gut health, more energy, I want to help out my immune system. I'm not a 
pill taker. I'm not a vitamin popper. I'm not a supplement taker. I'm not that guy. But this AG, Athletic Greens, uh, AG1 is actually what it's called, is is really good. It, it tastes great as well. And again, when you get a, a bottle of water, a 12-ounce bottle of water, and you, you mix it up with something that's green, it doesn't always look like it's going to taste that great, but it has a nice little flavor to it. Uh, my man Chris Carter from uh, Locked On Steelers, he actually said, Q, it tastes kind of tropical. And I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, you know, it kind of does. That's actually probably one of the best things you've ever said. Now he's a good guy. But it, but really, it does. It has kind of that tropical taste to it. Uh, it's really good. And I'll tell you, man, it, it, you want to get some energy. You want to take care of that gut health. As I mentioned before, the wife tells me, I always need to take care of the gut health. You always got to have the probiotics in your system. Well, that's what uh, this AG1 helps you do. I know a lot of folks always want to know, Q, how much does it cost? Well, it costs less than $3 a day. You're going to invest in your health and it's cheaper than any kind of other habit you can have, like a cold brew habit or, or anything else. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance is exactly what you're doing. Right now, Athletic Greens is making it easy. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, continuing to talk about OTAs and the fact that at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the media was finally allowed to be in attendance on Thursday. It was great to be there. I was excited to be out there, even though it was hot. I mean, it was really hot out there. That just kind of gave me a taste test of what it's going to be like in the middle of summer, right? It's going to be blazing hot, but of course, that's why in training camp, they always start at 7 a.m. because it's just way too hot. It's brutal out there, but just to see the guys out there on the field going through stretches, going through some drills, you know, seeing Derek Carr sling the rock around the around the yard, see Nick Mullins throw the yard ball around the yard, checking out Jarrett Stidham throwing the rock. I mean, it was it was good to see. It really was. And it, it looked like the guys were happy to be back out there as well. And remember, these are voluntary workouts, but to see as many guys in attendance, and I didn't do a head count, but uh, for the most part, it was just about everybody was there. You know, you had your leaders there, which I thought was very important. Derek Carr was there. Max Crosby was there. Darren Waller was there. Chandler Jones, you know, Devontae Adams. Those are the guys that were there. Josh Jacobs, those those guys that, that you know that you need to have. Denzel Perryman was a pro bowler last year. He was in attendance. He actually spoke to the media afterwards. Colton Miller, he was there in attendance. He spoke to the media as well. It's important to have the players that are big-time players, the guys that make the big money or expect the big money, like a Darren Waller, like a Hunter Renfro. He was there in attendance. It's just, it's important to have those guys and so uh, Josh McDaniels he came in uh, following practice spot on I mean hey 12:15. they said we expect to start the media session with the head coach and he was in there at 12:15 on the dot now the players they kind of staggered here and there because they after practice go into the weight room and they get their work in so it takes a little while I think Denzel Perriman was the first player that we were able to to talk to and then Colton Miller was the next guy to take the podium and uh, Max Crosby closed things out but first let's hear from the head man let's hear from Josh McDaniels don't get to hear from him all the time. Uh, this is Josh McDaniel's opening statement. He talks about the tragedy that happened in Texas and also talks about the first three days of OTAs. I'd like to first start by extending um, our condolences and sympathies to the families of the, uh, the shooting, the school shooting in Texas uh, that lost, obviously, a lot of innocent lives. Um, 
I know there's a lot of us here that, that have kids and uh, that hit home pretty hard. And uh, a lot of our guys and uh, coaches and <clears throat> people in our organization have have been talking a lot about that, praying for them and their families and, and obviously anybody that was affected by that. So um, just want to start by, by, by talking about that. Um, and then, you know, three days in, um, a lot of work uh, that has already been done, a lot of work to do. Um, you know, guys are working hard, as you can see out there. And, uh, you know, a long way to go. Uh, excited about, you know, the guys that we have here and uh, the intentions that they bring every day, uh, the attitude that they're preparing with, uh, what they're trying to accomplish each day. Um, you, know, you know, we couldn't ask for more than what we're getting right now. So uh, a lot of mistakes to clean up, a lot of things to get better at. Um, but I, I, like, uh, I like where we're at. So there was Josh McDaniels right there talking about, you know, obviously the tragedy in Texas, and I thought that was real classy for him to open up the, the presser like that, but then to talk about the three days of OTAs and where the team is. And look, this is a new regime. This is a new playbook. This is a new everything. So there's going to be a lot of mistakes, but it's great to make the mistakes. Make all the mistakes you want in May. Make all the mistakes you want in June. Hell, you can make some mistakes in August as well, but by the time you get to September and you get that 53-man roster, that's when you want to be ramped up. Well, one of the big questions one of the big concerns and one of the areas that I really wanted to focus in on as I was out there on Thursday was the offensive line. Wanted to see where number 70 was at. That's Alex Leatherwood. Was he playing the guard position? Was he playing the right tackle position? On the actual roster, they handed out rosters on Thursday, they have him listed as guard tackle. Well, on Thursday, he was working at the right tackle position. So here's Josh McDaniels talking about Leatherwood playing right tackle. Yeah, we're, we're you know, there, there's, there's we've been moving them around a little bit. Um, you know, each one of the guys up front, you know, we've got some guys playing center and guard. We've got some pl guys playing on the right side and the left side. Uh, we've got some guys playing tackle and guard. So, um, you know, there's there was a little bit more of a focus of, of that today for him. But, um, you know, ultimately we're going to try to figure out who the best five are that can give us the best chance of success every play. Um, and, and he's certainly working his butt off right now to try to uh, try to you know give us the right stuff wherever we put him. And today it so happened, like you said, it was more at right tackle. So um, I like his attitude. I like what he's doing. Um, I like that whole that whole group just works. You know, they they come to work every day. Um, they don't really say a whole lot, and and they grind it out. So uh, pleased with the effort that they're giving us. And again, we're asking a lot of some of those guys in terms of moving. Uh, because that gives us an opportunity to evaluate multiple people alongside other people. You know, we don't want them to get into a, uh, a habit of this is the only guy that I'm ever going to play beside because there's a lot of things that those two people or three people uh, have to talk about and, and a lot of words that mean things to them. So, um, you know, no, he, he's, uh, he's doing a good job. You know, we, we false started once today, but, I mean, that, that's going to happen uh, when we hit the noise. So there's Josh McDaniels right there talking about Alex Leatherwood, talking about playing guard, playing tackle, that they're working uh, all the guys at different positions. That's something that GM Dave Ziegler said that they were going to do. All the guys get cross-trained. But it's funny because he said we have guys working at center and guard, and on the official roster that they handed us on Thursday, there is nobody listed at center and guard. And, of course, that makes me go back to Dylan Parham. Dylan Parham is the guy who has the ability to play center and guard. I think he's going to be competing with Andre James for that potential center spot, but he's also going to be competing for a potential guard spot. Right now on the roster, they have him listed as a guard. So we'll see how that develops over the course of the summer to see if he gets in where he fits in and interested to see exactly 
what position that is. Now, there was times where there was mistakes that were made. There was times when there was just a really bad rep, and all of a sudden, guys started running laps. And so I think Vinny Bonsignor asked Josh McDaniels about that. Like, hold on, I think I saw guys running laps. You know, was that something that, you know, came down from the coaching staff? Like, hey, uh, if you guys mess up on something, if you guys do something bad, then there's going to be these consequences? Or was that something that the players kind of policed themselves? They, I would say they were probably as just as um, – responsible for that wanting to do that because it weren't it wasn't wasn't a good period you know and um, they they know that I'm not going to be out there cracking a whip on that I mean you know if it's not if it's not we're not doing the right things in a football game there's going to be some consequences and usually they're negative Um, and so I think they understand the whole the concept of that we don't play well we don't practice well you know ultimately that's going to lead to bad results so um, we're not having a very good period it's very sloppy lack communication lack some detail um, and so, you know, just, you know, try to get it back and thought they, they rallied a little bit as practice went on, um, did a better job of communicating and kind of, you know, righted themselves uh, offensively and, you know, and sometimes that stuff can happen. Josh, self-policing like that. Um, from your perspective, when the players take it upon themselves to, to hold themselves accountable like that, how does that, that? That's what you want. You know, that's what you want, ultimately. Um, you know, I mean, I... Certainly, you know, there's there's an element of direction and, and those kind of things. But um, when they understand what the standard is and they realize that they're not living up to it, um, you know, that, you know, that, that means you got them, you know, thinking the right things, you know. And uh, if there's anything I can say about this group, I think they believe in, in themselves, their teammates, what they're doing, how they work. And, um, and they want to put their best foot forward every day. And so uh, when they don't, you know, I think they, they recognize that and they know they can do better and, and they will. I think that's great. I think that there needs to be some kind of consequences and repercussions uh, for doing things wrong. You know, and I'm not saying be, you know, such a stickler and be just all over where guys are, are not afraid to mess up, but, you know, just nervous about messing up. But at the same time, know that, hey, if something happens and something doesn't isn't done correctly and it's a, you know, repeat offense, then something does have to happen. So if it's running laps, especially as hot as it was out there on Thursday, that's a good thing. So I, I had no problem when that happened, and I, I thought that that was a good thing. And uh, that shows a, a, a coach, shows that a team is trying to be one of those very disciplined teams and that the head coach wants them to be as disciplined as possible. So like I said, I am all for that. Now, one of the questions, actually the only question I asked head coach Josh McDaniels was about Jared Stidham. They made a trade for him earlier this offseason with the Patriots, brought him in. He's been in Coach McDaniels' system the whole time he's been in the NFL. And we know that Derek Carr is in that room. We know Nick Mullins is in that room. We know Chase Garber is from uh, Cal, the undrafted free agent. He's in that room. And of course, Jared Stidham. So I asked him about Stidham and what he brings to that quarterback room, even though there's competition and there's a lot of learning going on, he's familiar with McDaniel's system. So how much does that help? Yeah, I mean, it, anytime you change teams and go somewhere where you're familiar with that, you can kind of skip a step or two. And, and Jarrett is now coming into a place where he knows the terminology, which is a good thing. Um, it doesn't mean that the performance is always going to be exactly what it needs to be, but um, it gives you a little bit of a leg up in terms of how quickly you can get to a point. Uh, where you can function and do all those things. Um, I think Jarrett's done a tremendous job, too, of sharing, um, and that's always a big thing. He's very unselfish. Uh, he's a great human being, and he's a great teammate. So um, coming here and being, you know, giving with his time, whether it's Nick or Chase or Derek, you know, just having open conversations with those guys because he's actually been through this process with the same person, you know, who's who's kind of pushing him in that direction now. So um, he's got a familiarity with Bo and Mick, myself, Carmen, 
Um, he's heard some of the terminology. He's been in some of those meetings. He's heard the corrections. So um, he's been great, you know, in terms of just being able to, to share information and try to improve the whole group. So that's Josh McDaniels right there on Jarrett Stidham, what he brings to the table as a guy very familiar with what McDaniels wants to get done, the terminology, uh, the expectations of the plays, and all that other stuff. I do believe he's an asset to that quarterback room. Now, quickly, I wanted you to hear a couple sound bites from Mad Max Crosby. As I mentioned before, linebacker Denzel Perriman and left tackle Colton Miller also spoke with the media, but just wanted you to hear from McDaniels and Crosby. So just got a couple sound bites from Mad Max. And the first one is about the importance of these offseason workouts. How important are these? Yeah, it's super important. I think um, this is the time of the year where, um, you know, you're getting reps constantly. You know, you're getting uh, new looks at everything. So we're just trying to get more comfortable, um, learn the playbook, and just uh, improve every single day. So Max is never going to give you a super lengthy answer, but you heard him right there at the very top talking about this is super important. This is when you get those reps and you get better each and every day. And we've all heard the stories of Max Crosby and his work ethic, the fact that he's the first guy in the building and last guy to leave. I mean, it's just who he is. So uh, that's why there's no doubt he's going to be there. He's a guy who was rewarded in the offseason with that contract extension. Now he's showing why, continuing to be hungry, continuing to want to learn, and also show that leadership show the rest of the guys on the squad hey if Max Crosby is here super early I probably need to be here as well he's setting the tone that's very important and that's something he's learning he's getting better at he's maturing as a player as a leader as a man and one guy that's helping him do that is Chandler Jones they brought him in the offseason big time free agent he's excited to play with Max Crosby Max was asked about Chandler how much has he helped him grow um, you know, Chandler's been incredible, you know, since I got here. Um, he's, a, he's a great leader. Um, I think he's going into year 11 now. Um, he's got over 100-plus sacks. Um, so I'm constantly asking him questions. Um, the cool thing about Chandler is, like, he's one of the most humble dudes I've met. Um, he's super, you know, super humble for the things he's done. You know, he, he asks me stuff all the time, and I'm like, it throws me off because, you know, I, I look at his career, and that's something that I, I, I aspire to do, you know, um, he, he's he's been incredible, you know, since day one, and um, he's definitely somebody I look up to. So there you go. I mean, you're talking about Chandler Jones has over 100 career sacks, and that's somebody that Max Crosby's looking up to. And says, "Hey, I want to model my game after him. I want to have that longevity and be able to play at the level that Chandler Jones has played so many years." And the way you do that is work hard. The harder you work, the more you're going to get out of it. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out, in my opinion. And Max Crosby, he signed up for the same thing. Final soundbite from him before we get into segment number three and hear from you, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. How different are things with the new regime in town? You know, every time, like, when you when you get new coaches, like, I've had, I think it's my third D-line coach in four years, so there's always changes. Um, in college, it's the same thing. I had three different D-line coaches in four years, so it's like, when you're first going into it, you don't really know what to expect. Um, you got, you know, you get a little anxious. You don't know what, you know, your routine is getting thrown off a little bit. But it's just like anything else, you know. You just go in um, with a positive attitude and, um, you know, put your best foot forward. Say, you know, stay positive. And for me, if I just put my head down, work, um, I know I'll be able to get through it and and you know take it. Uh, get a positive result out of it. So it's been incredible, you know. Obviously, learning um, to practice a little bit different, but at the end of the day. Up front, you know, we just we got to do our job, get home and, and be disruptive. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that.
So there it is right there, Max Crosby, talking about the new regime, how things are different, but it's all about work. It's all about grinding. It's all about doing your job, getting home. You know, and he said, uh, be disruptive. That was what the word he used, and uh, he's excited for the opportunity to be able to do that. So that's just a little bit from Mad Max Crosby. You also heard a little bit from Josh McDaniels, Denzel Perryman, Colton Miller, the other two that spoke with the media. You want to check that out, you can check it out at Raiders.com. They have up the videos and the audio, so you can check out all of that. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 that's coming up next here on the locked on raiders podcast your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day here we go raider nation segment number three of today's locked on raiders podcast your time to shine your calls and text straight out that locked on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 don't have a lot of time to get into all of these calls and texts because i ran a little long in segment number one and two but i'll get into as many as possible so let's start off right now with a text from the 626 don't have his number or don't have his name but i do have his number from the 626 so he says so maybe i'm tripping but the raiders list denzel good as a tackle and he started the off as the right tackle so why is he being overlooked now as a returning starter as the right tackle yes i know he's coming back from that injury but dude has shown he could play what's your thoughts on that again that's a text from the 626 and thank you so much for that i appreciate you and make sure next time you text me back man you leave your name so i can give you a little bit more love than just a text from the 626 but i'll say this man i'm looking at the uh, actual roster right now it's in my hand as we talk and denzel good is listed as a guard and tackle uh, I do think that he's going to compete for that either right tackle position or the left guard position. I just That's just my gut feeling. I think he's going to end up being one of those two, uh, but I'm not sure. But you're right. He's shown that he can play both of those positions, and he was out there on Thursday, and he wasn't practicing, but he was out there, and he was working, and he was you can see he was still rehabbing, but he was, uh, you know, he was doing some drills off to the side, and he was looking the part. He, he absolutely was. I, I believe in Denzel Good. I'm excited about him. I don't know what position they're going to have him at guard or tackle so there's a chance that he can go to left guard and the 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 way I think he'd be a left guard is if Dylan Parham gets that uh gets the center position and then what do you do with Andre James you know do you move on from him do I mean what do you do you know, and then where does Alex Leatherwood go? Is he a tackle or, you know, so there's a lot of questions. Obviously, there's a long time between now and the beginning of the season before you, they have to know what they're going to do. But uh, I think that if Denzel Good's going to have any position on the squad, which I, I do think he will, it's going to be either left guard or right tackle. So we'll see how it shakes out. But thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from Raider Boone 43. He's a guy that's not very happy with the Raiders bringing Cap in for a visit. Not only did he leave me this message that you're going to hear, but tweeted it at me multiple times on Thursday, even though, as I mentioned in segment number one, I'm not arguing with people about Kaepernick. You can have your opinion, and I'm fine with that. But Raider Boone, he decided to call the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line and share his opinion. Short but sweet call here from Raider Boone 43. Q, hope you had a good vacation. Raider Boone 43, and if they sign Kaepernick after 43 years, 243 live games, I'm out. No more NFL, no more Raiders. I'm done with it. Read his wife's bio and see how she agrees or not with killing cops. That's all I got to say. 
Have a good day. There he goes. Raider Boom 43. Appreciate the call, my man. Uh, I do. And as I told you on Twitter multiple times, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not trying to convince you to be a fan of the guy at all. You have personal reasons on why you don't like him. I get it. Uh, I'm not chasing down his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance, Nessa. I know who she is. I know she works in the industry that I work in. That's fine. But I'm not chasing her down. I'm not worried about any of what she has to say. And again, as you expressed to me on Twitter, there's personal reasons why you're so you know emotionally attached to not liking this guy, and that's fine. And there's there's things that I, it makes sense to me. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, ties that you have uh, with either police or, or military that you don't think that you know uh, Cap is is giving that kind of that not the love, but he's just you know he's he he's not sending the right message for say. Let's put it like that. Well. I can tell you that I have plenty of personal reasons as well where I can understand why he decided to say, hey, we need to do something about the police brutality. And I can tell you, I believe he made plenty of misguided steps. But I can also say that I understand why he would, you know, say that injustice needs to, uh, you know, needs to stop. There's plenty of reasons. I can tell you all those personal reasons, but I don't think that I need to. You know, I mean, I, I just, again, because I'm not trying to convince you to understand where he's coming from as well as I'm not trying to make him understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Like, again, I respect your personal opinion. And if that, if that decision that you make to decide that you don't want to be a fan of the team anymore because they eventually sign him, if they do, then that's your decision. And that's, that's fine. You know what I mean? I'm not going to respect you any less. I'm not going to, you know, call you a fake fan. I'm just going to say, hey, man, you know, you, you were ready to be done. And you were done, or that pushed you over the edge. So fine, it's cool. It's not. It's not a big deal. But I mean, all day long, dog. And I'll spend an extra time with this call because all day long you peppered me with tweet after tweet after tweet explaining your opinion on him, and not one time did I ever argue back with you. I kept saying, I understand, I respect your opinion. I don't think that you have to agree with everybody. You can. You you have the right to whatever you feel. That's okay. And maybe because I didn't put up any fight is the reason why you continue to pepper me with tweets. But again, just like I'm expressing in a very lengthy answer here, I, that's fine. You are entitled to your opinion. That's why we live in America, and I respect that. Simple. You don't have to convince me. I already know that you don't like him. Fine. You're not the only one. There's plenty out there, and you weren't the only one that peppered me all day Thursday with tweets either. So don't think I'm singling you out. Uh, I do appreciate you. Uh, next up, I got a text from Bill in the 301. Hey, Q, it's Bill from the 301. Like you, I honor everybody's right to have a different opinion, but I couldn't disagree with you more that bringing Kaepernick in would not be a distraction. His protest was very polarizing. At the height of his efforts, the Raiders were playing like champions and getting ready to face the Washington Redskins on Monday Night Football. Actually, it was Sunday Night Football. The Raiders had collectively decided that they were going to kneel in solidarity with Cap, but Carr did not kneel because it was against his beliefs to kneel during the national anthem. That night, the offensive line did a little to nothing to block for Carr and the Redskins pummeled the Raiders. The team never recovered and looked dysfunctional the rest of the season. You could tell that Carr's decision not to kneel caused a rift throughout the organization. Cap has destroyed a promising season for the Raiders once before, and I see no reason for a brand new regime and a team trying to find cohesiveness to open the door for that to happen to him again. Even with an official protest, even without an official protest, Kaepernick's presence is going to create a media circus and create the same div divisiveness. Otherwise, I'm glad to have you back. Go Raiders. That's from Bill in the 301, and 
you know, the thing about that is, Bill, I understand what you're talking about. I remember that Sunday night football game in 2017 in Washington. The Raiders were, what, 2-0 and on the season. They went into Washington on Sunday night football. I had friends over at my house for the party uh, to watch that game. We were in Texas at the time, and it was a, a blank show. It was terrible, you know, and Jack Del Rio lost the, the, the uh, organization or lost the locker room that game. And he never got it back, and he eventually had to fire himself at the end of the season. Uh, there was a lot that had to do with that, but I understand the gist of what you're saying. And based off all the media that was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center on Thursday, I understand what you're talking about when you're saying there's going to be a media circus. Now, I think that this new regime, they have the right to say if they like a guy, if they feel like he can help out the team or not. But as you know, Josina Anderson's tweet said that I, that I read in segment number one, he's got a lot of work to do. They kicked the tires on him to see what he had. They said, can he play in the league? Sure, but he's got to go out there and earn it. So, again, a lot of folks are getting up in arms about a workout. Basically, a job interview. You know what I mean? Not saying that he's got a job. Not saying that he, they signed him. They, the fact that they just worked him out. And that's due diligence. And that's all you can ever ask him to do, that he's not the first person, like Josh McDaniel said, that they brought into the building for a tryout or a workout, and he won't be the last person. So, there's not really a whole lot to say. I understand what you're coming from, but if this new regime feels like they want to kick the tires or they want to even bring him in, then so be it. As they proved on, on Thursday, they're not going to give you a whole lot, and the players won't either. Even the players that were asked about Kaepernick during the media session, they all said, hey, I'm the wrong guy to ask about that. you got to talk to Josh McDaniels. I don't know about that. Denzel Perryman, Colton Miller, Max Crosby, they all had nothing to say about Cap because that's what the new regime wants. So, Please believe they'll shut down whatever they want to shut down, just like they shut us down in the media session on Thursday. But I understand your concerns for sure. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you, and it's glad to, and I am glad to be back as well. Final call we'll get from Rahul in Seattle. He's also calling to talk about Cap being brought in for a visit with the Raiders. Here he is, Rahul in Seattle. Hey, Q. It's Rahul from Seattle. Uh, hope your vacation was good and uh, well-rested and ready to come back to the uh, podcast, and uh, glad to see you back. I uh, want to talk a little bit about Kaepernick trying out or working out for the for the Raiders. And, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be a controversial thing. He hasn't played in a long time. And, you know, the way he left the NFL, uh, needless to say, is uh, uh, was uh, div- very, very divisive uh, in this country. Uh, but I just want to say that uh, I'm glad that the Raiders are giving him a chance. Uh, I don't think he was, uh, you know, fairly let go from the league. He was let go for uh, – for political and economic reasons, not because he couldn't play. Um, I know he didn't have a good record in his last year for the Niners, but he still had a good touchdown-interception ratio and uh, still was a, uh, a dynamic player. And uh, he deserves a chance. I mean, he there's been lesser quarterbacks, far lesser quarterbacks, who have gotten multiple chances. One uh, one example that I can think right off the top of the uh, top of my head is uh, Tim Tebow. You know, he had multiple chances, even though he did far less. Um, never had the numbers Kaepernick had and uh, never had the success Kaepernick had, yet he was given multiple chances at quarterback. They even tried to change him to a different position. Uh, and that just tells you uh, how strong the political and uh, was very vocal about it. Meanwhile, Tebow was someone who uh, focused on uh, religious things and was uh, seemed to be well-liked by the public. And so he was given multiple chances, whereas Kaepernick, uh, after he was released, didn't get a single look. And uh, 
Uh, I'm glad that the Raiders uh, are the team that are giving him a chance uh, because, you know, we've always stood for, for political justice and, uh, you know, everyone knows about Amy Trask and uh, Art Shell and Tom Flores and, and uh, all those barriers that uh, we broke. And uh, I'm just glad that it's us that gave him that workout. And frankly, I hope he makes the team. Um, but even if he doesn't, um, you know, we, I'm glad that we gave him that chance and I, I hope he does well. One love. There he goes. That's Rahul in Seattle. Thank you so much for the call. And, again, it's only a workout. You know, if the new regime thinks he deserves a spot, he could help the team, so be it. Uh, I understand everyone doesn't feel the same way. Uh, but, like you said, hey, they brought him in. They worked him out. Maybe another team will, will give him a workout. Maybe he'll sign with someone else. Maybe he won't. Maybe he just doesn't have anything anymore. And if he doesn't, I'm sure that this regime is not going to sign him or any other team is going to sign him. It has been a very long time since he's been in the league. You know what I mean? So that's another reason why I'm not up in arms about what is going on. I'd rather really kind of play the role, sit back, and wait to see how it all shakes out. And if he does sign, then, hey, we have another reason to go and ask Josh McDaniels about him, and then we'll expect, expect some kind of answers. So, uh, you know, that was just what it was. That was the initial day, the follow-up following a, a, a workout. But I'll tell you, uh, all the media members that were there, especially like a lot of the TV folks that had never been to the media sessions, they were all expecting Josh McDaniels to say something uh, about him and really, you know, break, break down why they brought him in. If they were going to sign him, thought that there could be a possible big-time announcement. Uh, I, I wasn't foolish like that. I knew that, hey, this is not what uh, this regime is all about. And by the way, he hasn't been signed, so I doubt that they're going to talk about a guy who's not signed, and so they didn't. So that's that. Uh, I don't expect this to be a story any longer in, until there's some new developments one way or the other, and so that's just kind of what it is. I'm sure there's going to be some folks that are going to call and share their opinion. I'm sure there's people going to tweet at me, at your boy Q254, and share their opinion. And again, as I mentioned before, no matter what you feel, one way or the other, that's fine. I respect that. I appreciate your, your feedback and your opinion. So have a great weekend, Memorial Day weekend. It's a holiday on Monday for a lot of folks. Let's always remember what it's all about. We'll definitely be talking about that on Monday's show. Let's see what the weekend brings us. Uh, we'll have more Raider news to talk about, of course, news and notes of the day. We'll have more calls and texts, and we'll have some subjects. Even though I'm off my radio job uh, at Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, I'm off that on Monday. Uh, this podcast will still be here on Monday, so you can look forward to that. Maybe it could be the soundtrack to to your holiday as you reflect back and think about what Memorial Day is all about. We'll definitely talk about it in great length on Monday. So have a great weekend, Raider Nation. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.